Hey everybody, welcome to Consulting with Authority. This is Scott Cantrell. I am privileged to be joined today by uh, not just someone who I know you're going to gain a lot of insight from, but also a, uh, a personal and professional friend of mine, Mr. Rusty Goodsell. Rusty is the CEO of New Orchard, which is a development company of an incredibly powerful consulting platform and tool called the Journey Strategic Platform. We'll be talking a little bit more about the platform a little bit later because it's something that you need to know about. And I think there's just a lot of information and insight that, and value that you can gain just from hearing about the development of the system, whether you end up ever being a user of it or not, frankly. Uh, in full transparency, I am a user of the Journey Strategic Platform and have been utilizing it now for, I I think I'm about to celebrate my one-year anniversary, which is kind of exciting, uh, coming up in just a couple of months. Rusty, thank you so much for joining us. Really glad to have you here, my friend. Uh, anything I can do for you, Scott, this is fun. Gives us a reason to hang out and talk, so yeah. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, be careful what you say in terms of anything that you can do for me, because ah. <laughs> the list is long, but distinguished. So. Exactly. As a, as a quick anecdote, uh, Rusty and I met through a former client of mine, and uh, Rusty was the last business meeting that I had prior to the lockdown here in Tennessee in 2020, and it's been an exciting ride. Rusty, to that end, kind of talking about story, and obviously the pandemic will play a role in that story, but tell everybody a little about your background, who you are, uh, what you have done, and what you're doing now, kind of maybe the genesis for New Orchard and the Journey Strategic Platform, because I think that's important context before we kind of get into talking about consulting and how to grow a consulting business and how to become a more effective consultant. Sure. Uh, be happy to. So who I am first, foremost, uh, I'm a, I'm a husband and a father, three beautiful children, one beautiful wife. Yeah. Living here in middle Tennessee, originally from the DC area. I've been here in Tennessee for about 15 or 16 years. And uh, yeah, cut my teeth in the tech industry probably about 13 to 15 years ago. Really uh, uh, went into the IT managed services world. Mm -hmm. So that's where a lot of my experience uh, or the genesis of some of the stuff that we kind of created within the Journey Strategic Platform came out of uh, processes and procedures that uh, my now business partner, then he was the business owner and my my boss, my CEO, uh, Steve Burgess. And so met him and we started to just, you know, build his business. And uh, our, our focus was around assessing technology and data risk of different organizations and then taking on and servicing that risk. And then from there, that company sold and was bought by another company by the name of TechLinks, T-E-K-L-I-N-K-S, uh, that was headquartered out of uh, Birmingham. And then that was then bought by a company uh, based out of Ridgeland, Mississippi, uh, called Seaspire. And then in January of 2020, I went off and started what is called New Orchard. We are the makers of this, uh, this uh, strategic platform. So... Hopefully it gives you a little bit of the background. It does. Yeah. So obviously starting the company in January, 2020, not, mm -hmm. you know, none of us knew what 2020 had in store for all of us. Being a tech startup is tough enough yeah. uh, in this world, 
being a tech startup during a pandemic is a whole nother thing. Talk a little bit about that experience, uh, both challenges and rewards, because here's the thing I want to make note of in particular, and you can maybe talk about how this happened. Like I said, tech startups, one thing, tech startup during a pandemic is a whole nother thing. Trying to disrupt the market with a new style of service and solution is a whole nother thing. Yet, New Orchard and the Journey Strategic Platform has really started to get some meaningful traction in the space. Yeah. Uh, I think that speaks to all sorts of, it speaks to the quality of the team, quality of the communication, and of course, the quality of the solution, the service, the platform itself. Speak yeah. to that experience, because I know a lot of the listeners and viewers are going to be able to relate <laughs> to yeah. having you know unforeseen challenges over the last 18 months. What did you guys how did you guys think about you know dealing with that? How did you guys get through it? Talk about your agility, the flexibility, all the changes you had to make. Kind of just speak to that overall experience. My personal flexibility or the company? <laughs> um, uh, without, I, without getting too graphic, Russ. Right, of course. Uh, my, uh, I always make the joke uh, at the beginning of January 2020, I had a full head of hair. That's not, <laughs> true. That's not true. I've never had hair. No, but, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely a scary time. Uh, starting a business is all, uh, is already hard enough as you've alluded to, but, you know, you throw on this, you know, historical moment, uh, and you, <laughs> A, you already don't know what you're doing starting a business. And then on top of that, no one else knows what they're doing just in life. And so <laughs> you throw on uh, a tremendous amount of chaos. What was really helpful for us is um, we pivoted very quickly because one of the things that, you know, when you're starting a business, you're trying to do 500 things at once. Well, when the pandemic hit, we were able to just focus that because no one was buying, no one was taking meetings, no one was doing any of that stuff. So what we did is we turned 100% of our focus in on processes and procedures, developing documentation, uh, really honing in on our uh, on our product and development, and so, because the thought was the world's going to turn back on at some point, so let's make sure that our conveyor belts and our you know processes are ready to uh, to jump in on that uh, as soon as it does. And I'll tell you, if you you know we. We eat our own dog food, so we utilize our own system um, in evaluating our own operational maturity. And uh, what was neat is at the end of Q1 of 2021, we were able to demonstrate to our board exactly the operational and behavioral changes that we had made year over year. So every six months, we kind of Mm -hmm. assessed ourselves. And so we were able to point to specific things, which gave our board a real peace of mind of not only understanding what the KPIs were within our within the organization, but they could see, A, what their money had done within the business over the mm-hmm. last year, uh, two, uh, what their money was about to do, as well as the third, which I think is the best part, is how can they help? So it's always great, you know, when you have investors of any type, and uh, but even more so to be able to ask for specific things of like, hey, we're really trying to 
I don't know, hone in on uh, our financial maturity or uh, things along those lines or operational maturity and being able to go to a board member and go, hey, I know that you have some some talent in this. Would you mind helping us out? And uh, and it and it adds clarity. So I think that that's one uh, thing that we can kind of point back to during the during the pandemic. You know, it also became a really neat time. You know, you talked about uh, you're trying to disrupt a market. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the pandemic, it required consultants or anybody that's providing business coaches, consultants, uh, anybody that is providing guidance and impact to a business to think completely different. Right. You can't go on site. You can't have billable hours on site and this and that. And so how do you how do you evaluate businesses? How do you assess businesses? How do you demonstrate impact and 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 you know do it in a different way? Well, the pandemic forced people to think differently. Mm-hmm. So when we kind of came around and we were able to demonstrate things differently, uh, it really helped out. And that then spread the word a lot quicker than, you know, any uh, standard marketing uh, type of dollars could. So the mm-hmm. word of mouth, as you all, as you know, especially in your line of work, is one of the best uh, uh, legions there is. That's right. That's right. I think it's a really interesting point. And I saw that in my own perception of uh, the Journey Strategic Platform. And we'll talk some about that in a minute, but uh, but I also saw it with my other clients is that during that time where there was so much disruption, people were thinking differently. I think still are right. I don't think that's yeah. gone away. People yeah. are you know returning to normal, whatever that means. Uh, sure. But I think I think there was massive market disruption, and that created opportunity yeah. for people to be looking for alternative solutions to problems that. They yeah. had before, but they couldn't solve them in the traditional way. Okay. So, uh, hence the opportunity for for Journey Strategic Platform and and others. One thing that we have chatted about previously, Rusty, is your direct kind of hands on nature of working in and having conversations in this consultative marketplace. And over the last, you know, year, nine months, six months, whatever it is, I know you've had literally hundreds of conversations with consultants of all different shapes, scopes, stripes, uh, large, small, solopreneur, huge uh, you know, consulting organizations, and everybody in between. If you're open to it, I'd love to kind of dive into some of the key takeaways and insights that you discovered from talking with those consultants, maybe on two fronts. One front in terms of what are the common challenges and, and issues that they're facing? And then obviously the second part of that would be, you know, different types of ways to solve those problems. Because again, the same people that you've been talking to are the same people that are watching us now or listening to this podcast. Sure. Uh, key insights, your, your maybe surprising insights or key insights that you took away from those conversations uh, over the last six months or so. Yeah. So one, the purpose of what we were doing. So when you're when you're in software, when you're in the SaaS industry, innovation is key. Mm-hmm. And so um, what we were finding is that we would interview our clients that were utilizing the platform, 
trying to continue to have a finger on the pulse of the industry and the consultative industry. We'll just call it the consultative industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we found is that every time I would interview a Scott Cantrell who is using it and falling in love with it, you wanted to talk about features. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the industry. Yeah. So what we decided to do was, um, you know, go out and just find people that kind of fit into that consultative role. And like you said, that could be a business consultant who is a generalist, a specialist. You might also have M&A folks. Right. Uh, you might have uh, different ecosystems that are, you know, creating this impact on businesses. And what we would do is we said, look, we want to interview these people and not poison the waters. We didn't want them to know what we were doing and, you know, this and that. And so, uh, and we would ask a couple of questions. The first was always, tell us a little bit about your business. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the firms that you focus on or organizations that you focus on, the the, uh, length of your engagements, average costs, whatever, um, uh, just to really get a good understanding of their, their business. And then the second question was, if there were one or two hurdles that you could describe that your specific business is facing, what would they be? Mm -hmm. And then the same question, but instead of one or two hurdles within your business, one or two hurdles within your industry. So the consultative industry, what are you, what is the industry facing? And it was fascinating. So we did this. I personally did this for probably about six months now. And I was interviewing anywhere from 10 to 15 consultants a week. And wow. so I think that that resulted to uh, close to 300, 200 or 300 different consultants or interviews. Um, the first thing I'll share with you is this. The, the client of a consultant, all right? So your client right. is looking at impact differently. They're, they are measuring a consultant's impact on a different scale because they have to, because they've had to, the, businesses are not fat and happy. Right. You know, they, they are, they had to cut fat. They had to get into muscle. They had to be lean. So they demanded results faster. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, a traditional world where consultants that, had the time to develop a subjective uh, opinion or observation of a business that would take two to six months just to get to that point. You don't have that time anymore. Right. Right. So gotta, no. it, it, it's got to be quick. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one thing that we that we discovered is that the that the clients uh, uh, view on any type of consultative uh, service has changed. Uh, the second is that the, every, I mean, it, it seemed like every single consultant that I talked to, it didn't, again, it didn't matter if you were a business coach or consultant, it's a saturated market. Mm. Everybody would sit here and talk about like the biggest challenge that I have is differentiating myself from that guy. And everybody talked about the other guy. <laughs> right, and, right, right. Uh, and they were never the other guy. <laughs> of course, that's right. Uh, yeah. 
And, uh, and so, you know, here's this market that has no standard. Yeah. Uh, I think I had one guy say, you know what it takes to, uh, to start a consultancy group. And I was like, what? And he goes, a heartbeat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can hang a shingle on a, on a wall very quickly and say, yeah. oh, I'm a consultant. I actually did an interview with a young business coach. He was a business coach and uh, he was fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. And he called himself a, what was it, a um, uh, thought leader and, you know, all these different things. And I asked him, I, I said, how long have you been doing this? And he said, oh, well, you know, a couple of years. And I said, well, uh, outside of, you know, a couple of the things that you did while you were in college, where have you worked? What business? Is- oh, I've only started my own. And I was like, so wait a minute, you're sharing with everybody, like you're expecting to have these you know, 10 year old business leaders coming right. to you asking you what you should. And it was just really, it was very interesting. And so yeah. I can see where the noise is. Yeah. And so individuals would talk about the client having a difficult time differentiating consultants from one another, consultative yeah. services from one another because of a lack of a standard. Yeah. That, I thought that that was super interesting, you yeah. know? And so how do you demonstrate your differentiator? The next one was, uh, and I think a lot of, a lot of uh, individuals, I would say 95% of the folks that I talked to brought this up. A challenge that they fo- uh, face is I need more at-bats. Right, yep. A lot of these consultants And they would say, you know, if I can get in front of somebody, I'm good. Right. But it's getting it's this like from the time that you're able to like begin the evaluation of a business and starting to uh, develop a strategy and make that impact. There's this like land of ambiguity, this gray from lead to getting to that opportunity that people just feel like they're uh, sinking or that they just don't know what to do. Unless, of course, you're a consultant who focuses on marketing and sales, such as yourself. But what I found is these these folks are doctors of businesses. Yeah. Okay. So so true. Yeah. What do they love to do? They love to to, to make and practice. Yeah. To practice. Yeah. And to get to that point is frustrating. And so I started thinking about it, one, because uh, clients of ours have kind of talked about the platform, uh, the Journey Strategic Platform as the EMR, the electronic medical records of the consultative industry. So I look at consultants the same way an EMR looks at doctors. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was so interesting about that is that doctors aren't great at selling themselves. Right. Right. Yep. yep. They're great at practicing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that was, uh, you know, so it, it kind of actually could probably go very in line. I wonder if uh, if we interviewed 300 doctors, if they would say the same thing of, well, it's kind of hard to differentiate myself from the doctor over there. And, you know, there's just a lot of similarities. So sure. those were some those were some key takeaways. Those are fantastic insights, and I would expect that most of the consultative industry, people listening to this, watching this, would, I I know, 
I certainly can relate to those issues mm-hmm. uh, in some instances now. And yeah. certainly in the past, those yeah. were key concerns. You know, you mentioned just to kind of restate them because I think they're important. And, and these kind of give us things to kind of knock down, Rusty, yeah. uh, the rest of our conversation. But you talked about speed. And I can't tell you, and, and that really has changed tremendously. It mm-hmm. it, it happened that the shift was even greater during the pandemic in terms of I need answers now. I need results now. I need to get clarity, confidence, and control now. I don't need it in six months from now. I don't have time to go through a drawn out evaluation process. And if that's right, if that's if that's what's required, then yeah. I have to say no, right? Yeah. To to that yeah. service. And yeah. so this speed question is. Uh, how can a consultant affect positive change and potentially deliver a result, not instantly, but very, very swiftly and very, very quickly is critical. And that leads into the next one, which is differentiation. Because if you're a consultant that can deliver a result quickly, that becomes a differentiator, right? But your, your bigger note here about differentiation is, and this has been one of the very common concerns, worries, complaints, challenges, for a lot of established consultants, some of my mentors have expressed this. Some of my clients have expressed this. I I have the fear. I have the you know. I agree that it's an issue, and that's lack of standardization in the space. You think about all other mainstream industries, and there is some kind of accepted, broadly accepted level, foundational level of certification or credibility or acknowledgement or whatever it is, sure. and and. Very, there are certifications in the space, but they're not widely known. They're not right. widely publicized. It's not like a CPA, right? Has to have this foundational understanding of, of gap practices or whatever it may be. Right. So I think that's a huge piece. And so it is up to each individual consultant or, or consulting firm to establish what makes me the authority, what makes me a right. credible person to talk to. Uh, and I think the best thing that consultants can use in this space, and and your 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 rookie consultant that you were talking to is a perfect example of of the difficulty of breaking into the space. Number one, but number two, the naivete, I guess, of of saying, oh, I'm going to go start a consulting firm, and I expect to be successful, and I expect industry and business veterans to listen to me just because I have the logo. Obviously, I'm not suggesting that person is in that space, but he might be. There are people who are. So there's a level of naivete there. But from a differentiation standpoint, the most compelling thing that I've seen is, is what are your past results for people like me? There you go. Right. And, it, and if you can show and demonstrate that, then all of a sudden, let's have a conversation. Still may not be a right fit, but let's have a conversation. Yep. The last thing that you said, again, is related to both the first two things, the yeah. at-bats. Right. Well, so the more differentiated your value proposition is, the faster you can get results and the more of a track record you have, the more at bats you're going to get. And so these things are all all uh, interrelated. And um, it's affirming in one way to hear that these are the challenges that you are consistently hearing, because the yep. same things that I hear as well. Let's spend some time talking about these things, because I think, you know, uh, the first issue f- for helping a consultant do better is acknowledging what the challenge them acknowledging what their challenges are in the first place. Yeah. And I think speed differentiation and lead generation prospecting are, I would say if we made a promise to help them solve those problems 
in the next, you know, 20 minutes, <laughs> which is probably an overstatement, uh, that, that this would be a very much listened to podcast episode, but we can give it our best attempt here. So from your standpoint, talking to consultants who have had success and have been successful, um, and maybe even you, you mentioned something really important. You mentioned that the reason you were having these conversations mm-hmm. was because it was about making this journey strategic platform better and better and better. And yep. it was from, it was, these were innovation interviews, right? Yep. How can, what can we do for you? And yep. so obviously you took, you internalized this and said, okay, if we really want to help consultants do better and have a greater impact, which is ultimately yep. what they want, yep. we have to help them solve the differentiation question. We have to help them solve the speed question. We have to help them solve the at-bats question. Describe for me and, and, and the listeners how did you guys think about those solutions when you were thinking about what to do with the journey strategic platform, how to evolve it and grow it? So it did touch on differentiation. So it did touch on speed. So it did touch on a way to actually grow the business. Yeah. We sort of start to uh, connect those dots between the platform and, and those challenges a little bit. So with every subscription that you get with, uh, with the journey strategic platform, we automatically give you 200 at bats. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, what? Uh, sign, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. No, the um, the great question, and so I want to answer it in a couple couple different things. Mm-hmm. One, we did we did we did have uh, some focus on where the journey strategic platform can make an impact. Right. But what I was doing. I think, and this is where I think a lot of folks that if they are listening, if they are watching, the common thing that I saw was just going back to some simple basics of networking that people aren't thinking through. Mm. Here, I'll I'll give you a perfect example. Mm -hmm. So uh, centers of influence. When I go and let's say that I'm trying to network, if I'm a consultant and I'm trying to, you know, maybe I focus on manufacturing uh, uh, clients or this or that, and I'm going to sit down with you, Scott, and we're back over at that Starbucks right before the pandemic. Right. And, and I say, hey, Scott, you know, let me tell you a little bit about my business. Let me tell you what I'm focusing on. If you can think of anybody that falls under this, please think of me. Mm-hmm. This, this, and I would ask everybody, you know, how are you networking? How are you going for business? How are you? And this was a common thing. And I was like, man, people have to realize how selfish everybody is and that they're not thinking of you in the first place. Yeah. This is just, as we're talking, we're thinking, you know, we're all thinking of like, well, what's my point that I can make or what can I, you know, this, we start having a, a squirrel as I'm asking you for, you know, these manufacturing leads, you're thinking of manufacturing Toyota, I need to go buy a new car, (laughs) you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, Rusty, I'll think of you. Right. right. Versus this Mm -hmm. sales navigator. Everybody's heard of LinkedIn and, you know, this and that, but sales navigator, I think is a very underutilized tool for individuals that are trying to promote their services. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, if I go in and I, you know, type into Sales Navigator, 
manufacturing companies, yeah, it's going to give me a list of them. Mm-hmm. But let's reverse engineer it. Let's make a list of people that love me, that want to see me succeed, that want to see the impact that I can make on these different businesses. And once I make that list, I want to go into Scott Cantrell's connections mm-hmm. and I want to query his connections based on my target market. And all of a sudden, your thousand plus connections, because you're you know widely known in this and that, I have narrowed it down to the area, the people, the size of company, this and that. And now I'm actually coming back with five to 10 or 20 different names, specific names right? that I can present to you and say, Scott, would you be willing to introduce me? It was like, uh, it, it was a revolutionary thought sharing mm-hmm. this with uh, these folks. And, and I will tell you that the, the, you know, all of a sudden I was a Superman to them. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you don't have to pay us anything. This is like, Go use Sales Navigator. I, we do this. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I was sitting down with my team uh, member the other day, and I've got about 30 centers of influence that I ask for specific introductions. Mm-hmm. And I would say, on average, you're looking at about 20 to 30 targets within each COI. Yeah. Think about a target list that you can work from. That all anyway. So that's something just, you know, please tell everybody about that. Um, because that's that is a that's your best lead in the first place. People right. that love it. so what did we do within the platform or what are we thinking about within the platform in order to support these different needs? One mm-hmm. is how do you demonstrate impact? Okay. Well, you got to measure, you got to measure things from the beginning. And so a lot of folks, uh, yeah, we look at different KPIs. Well, KPIs are historical data points. They've already happened. Right. And so what we need to understand is what are the specific behavioral changes that we're going to make in order to impact that KPI? So yes, you need to understand what KPIs you're measuring but then you need to be able to connect the behavioral change that you're making with the anticipated KPI change. Mm-hmm. And if you can demonstrate that, now all of a sudden you've got a differentiator yeah. and you got proof. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to be able to accelerate growth. Well, this goes back to well, first, you got to be able to define a standard that you're measuring by, which is something, you know, within our platform, you know, our, the two frameworks that we operate out of are ITIL and CMM and, uh, and, and as well as kind of our own flavor uh, to things. And so at our industry agnostic level, you're in a, in a, a, a consultant has the ability to measure the operational maturity of an organization across 47 different business principles with five levels of operational maturity within each. And this assessment that's an hour and a half to two and a half hours, a consultant is able to surface 
a an organization's behaviors uh, in an hour and a half to two and a half hours that would normally take two to six months. Yeah. So we start thinking about what is the speed of which, right? So if I go back to that example of where a consultant where they're passionate, where they're excited. And this was a common thing that we found in our interviews is they want to make impact. They're passionate about it. So give them the data as quickly as possible so that they can diagnose and prescribe and get to ongoing patient care. Yep. So that's where, you know, being able to measure, accelerate, the entire process and demonstrate uh, that impact is where we're focused. One of the things I always talk about, and you and I have talked about this before, is my perception is, and of course we're on this podcast consulting with authority, authority doesn't come from someone saying, oh, that person's a thought leader or that person is really good at this. I mean, that's all helpful. We, we, we love those accolades and we can leverage them. So that's great. But authority from the standpoint of a potential client comes through their experience of the knowledge, skill, and expertise of that individual or organization, right? And so what you're talking about, the key word that you said is demonstration, right? If, if a consultant can demonstrate in an efficient, that means speedy, in an effective, which means proven methodology, if they can demonstrate in an efficient, effective way their knowledge, skill, expertise, all of a sudden there's going to be an, an innate level of differentiation that's going to happen uh, in that conversation between that consultant and that prospective client. Uh, The, the journey strategic platform, the, the organizational maturity assessment that's, that's available. That's one of the modules on that platform Mm -hmm. uh, that you've described and that, that I use. The thing I love about it is number one, it's, it's global, it's strategic, it's comprehensive. Second thing I love about it is its speed. It, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if a consultant's listening to this, if you can imagine getting a high resolution snapshot of where an organization is comprehensively, not just in one area, mm-hmm. but comprehensively, and that is an objective assessment. It's not a subjective assessment. It is based on this is true, this is not true, this is true, okay. this is not true, as opposed to what a CEO thinks or what a CFO believes, or what an HR manager hopes, right? And so the nature of how you guys have designed that particular module of the platform, I think is, it goes straight to this idea. I mean, you designed the assessment in part because you knew you needed to to empower a consultant to do something meaningful and have impact quickly. And, And not only easily for the client, it is easy for the client, but it's also easy for the consultant. Yep. Speak yep. to one of the things you always talk about, and you mentioned this in this context that we're in, you always talk about re- the importance of removing ambiguity uh, and being clear. And I can't think of a more accurate diagnosis of so many consultants when they are trying to differentiate themselves. They speak in abstract and ambiguous terms that sound like mm-hmm. everybody else. So it. can you speak to, because I know one of the things that, that, your all's organizational philosophy is we're driven in part to remove ambiguity. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you've heard me say it. Ambiguity is the killer of execution. Hmm. Ambiguity is also uh, the killer of relationship. It, you know, I talk about this 
with my wife all the time. If we don't have clarity and we need to fight for clarity, that's when we get to action, right? Well, the same is true here. We're dealing with human beings, right? And so if a client of a consultant has ambiguity of what exactly they are doing to impact their business, they don't know how to measure it. Right. They don't know how to they don't know how to offer uh, clarity to other people asking about what the consultant is doing. Mm-hmm. And so um, the other part of it that is painful for the consultant is ambiguity leads to scope creep. I, I, I can testify to that in, in right. past projects. No question. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, I was, I actually, we've got some work going on at the house and, you know, met with a painter and uh, the, the painter and I kept going back and forth and, uh, and, and he laid it out. He said, it includes the walls, not the molding, not the ceiling. And I was like, oh, that's helpful. I do need the molding. Yeah. You know, and it's like, we kind of keep, it's this aim small, miss small right. mentality. So how do you do that? Uh, when it comes to operational behavioral changes, right? How do I show, uh, how do I remove ambiguity in the execution of strategy? Well, you got, again, it's an aim small, miss small. You got to have a standard. You got to have a measurement. You got to have a, a, a clear uh, where you're trying to take them next. What do I mean by that? An example of it might be, if an organization is at a level two within a certain principle, let's use managing by financial. And we're talking about a level two out of five. Out of five. Yeah. If they're at a level two, the fear is we got to get them to a level five. Right. A company thinks I got to get to a level five. This is why like when companies go to these big conferences and it's you know, uh, it's just this one size fits all. Here's mm-hmm. best practices. And they're like, man, this is great. And they take it all back. And then they, uh, this guy up in New York, he said, credenza art is what he called it. Credenza <laughs> art. And I said, what's credenza art? He said, it's where they take everything and they put it on their credenza and it never moves again. Yeah. And, <laughs> but what are the specific behavioral changes to get me from a level two to a level three. That's it. That's all I want. Right. And to be able to give your client that clarity and that focus and to be able to say, and here's what I'm going to do to help you get to that. And here's what you need to do in order to get to that. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah, that's where the power of a consultant and consulting relationship comes to, to, to really bear fruit. You know, one of the things that, and you've heard me talk about this, we've had conversations about it. um, And this framework happened, was inspired in part because of the pandemic. And I was having a whole lot of conversations similar to you and consultants didn't know what to do or when to do it or how to do it. And they sound like everybody else and they wanted to get traction and they were losing business and, you know, all these pressures that were, were especially critical at that time and still are carrying on. So a framework that I developed, which is not new, but I think is succinct and it it parallels. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited about 
the Journey Strategic Platform because it parallels the platform so beautifully. And that framework is clarity, confidence, and control. And if you can articulate to a client, to a prospective client or an existing client, clearly, specifically, how you can move them quickly from A to B and show them how you will have impact, demonstrate to them through your skill, your knowledge, expertise, how you how you can impact them, then there's a high heightened level of credibility and belief they will have. Yep. Secondarily to that, you have to have the confidence that you can actually achieve that. And that means yep. the the tools, the systems, the resources, the processes uh, that will actually move them because you're just an individual. You, you're you not going to go into that organization and turn every screw and manage every employee. So there yeah. has to be some kind of set of tools, resources, system uh, that you can utilize to support that effort. That's going to give them confidence that it can be done in their organization. And then finally, there's the control piece. Mm-hmm. And the control piece is where we are actually executing, where we're actually utilizing those tools and we're showing achievement over time. And we're yep. saying, what happened in the last 30 days? Well, this happened in the last 30 days. We were successful here, here, and here, but we, we fell a little bit short here, here, and here. So what do we do the next 30 days? And yep. that constant continuous improvement and course correction over time is what allows an organization to, to have control. Mm-hmm. So as we're you know getting into the tail end of the conversation, I, I do want to, if you're open to it, I would like for you to, to kind of describe possibly in that framework, but however, the journey strategic platform and how it is empowering consultants. And here's the thing, for those of you listening or, or watching, this is not a uh, it's not a sales presentation for the journey strategic platform. I would highly recommend, I do endorse the program to my clients, the, the platform to my clients. I would highly recommend you take a look at it at some point. But what I want you to glean from this part of the conversation is I want you to ask yourself the question, how can I take what journey, the journey strategic platform does, how can I do that and adopt it for my own business? And then if you so choose to say, oh, well, the platform will give me a shortcut to doing that, that's great. But how can you adopt that in your own business? So speak to maybe the core elements or modules of the platform and how those things are helping a consultant provide more clarity, confidence, and control for their clients. Yeah. I want to, let me see if I, if I can achieve that by sharing this thought. Okay. You talked about tools, you talked about these different systems, and you talked about the journey strategic platform and whatnot. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I kept seeing with each of these different consultants, and and we have fought it with some of our clients when they first, you know, kind of become exposed to the platform. Mm -hmm. And, And they say this, Rusty, how can you help me sell journey to my clients? And I'm like, and it takes me uh, it takes me a minute. I'm like, what are you talking about? Sell journey to your clients. That's why would you be selling journey to your clients? Yeah. What consultants need to think about is when when did you ever go to a doctor mm-hmm. or chose a doctor? because of the EMR platform that they use or their the 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 lab that they used for the the uh the the blood analysis or the urine analysis or the here's another one 
when did you choose someone because of the MRI uh, machine that they use? Yeah, never, of course. Yeah. So why would someone choose a consultant, a doctor to their business because of the tools you use? Right. It's because what, what people need to do is they need to highlight and be empowered. These tools need to empower them to demonstrate the impact that they can bring on to these different businesses. Yeah. So what I'm always what I, what I try to share with folks is look, it's because of your experience, your processes, mm-hmm. your procedures, and your technology that allow you to do whatever it is that you do with your clients. Yep. And the results of that are I can do it faster. I can provide a deeper understanding. I can give you this type of strength. I can measure what happens if we make these behavioral changes. So instead of talking about the different modules within my platform or the, you know, what each of these different systems or tools do, let's look at talking about what the results are that come out of them. Right. That's the thing that I get really excited about is I, if, if our clients who are consultants utilize and build their IP, that's really what you're doing. So yep. uh, confidence, clarity, control is your IP. It's, you, it's Scott's way of practicing medicine within these different businesses. Right. And if your clients never know the name of New Orchard, we've done a great job. Yeah. We've done a fantastic job. Right. And if they never know about the journey strategic platform, we've done a great job. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. What you're what you're getting at is the idea of a of a, a journey strategic platform or whatever the resource tool system is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea is that's not the thing you should focus on. The thing you should focus on is the result that you can create through the process that the journey strategic platform might help you enable or empower you to do faster, easier, better. Um, that's right. I think that is very, very important. This goes back to what you said at the very top of the call when we were talking about your interviews and you said <laughs> consultants want to talk about features and you want to talk about the industry. And I think, right. I think that so often happens is consultants are so desperate to differentiate themselves yeah. when they're talking to a client because they don't know another way to do it. Yeah. That they get into, oh, we have this tool and this tool and this system, and we have this assessment and that assessment and this personality thing and this and this and this. And it doesn't mean those things aren't valuable. It means that the client doesn't care <laughs> right. until, until you're able to demonstrate some level of authority and have some, some kind of impact. They don't care about the features. They care about your process and the results that it can create. So that's where you have to start is the strategic level process and the results before you get into all the... <laughs> Can you imagine Scott going into someone's office and going, look at this awesome Excel spreadsheet that I built. (laughs) All of this, all of my processes are right here. And so, you know, what's fun is I can always tell when we come across our client, when we come across a journey strategic platform type of client, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a lot of explaining. They just look at it and they go, I've been looking at, I've been looking for this for years. Yeah. Because everybody that comes across it, they go, I have thought about this. making this. Yeah. And really what they're doing is 
they know that they have created their curriculum, their yes. IP, their methodology, and they maybe they gleaned it from traction and scaling up and this and that, whatever they've made, you know, confidence mm-hmm. clarity control is another, right. you know, kind of curriculum and they've, they've gleaned it and now they want to scale it. Yeah. That's the client that we, when we come across that, they get stoked. Well, and I, I think what you're saying too is really important to reiterate a journey strategic platform or the like, right. Mm-hmm. Is meant to allow a consultant to highlight, enhance, and empower what they're already doing. Right. It's it's about empowering them to do what they're doing, like I said before, better, faster, easier yep. for them. Still getting the same results for the client, still the same methodology. It's yep. just the tool is about making you more effective and more efficient. You know, I, I since, since being a Journey Strategic Platform user, mm-hmm. I've been able to do three things. And, and I speak to this just from a result standpoint for me. I've been able to do three things in my business uh, that I previously wasn't able to do as well. Uh, and, and again, I'm not selling the journey strategic platform. It never comes up in my client conversations. It's a tool that I use, right. To, to do, to be more effective and more efficient, but I don't, I don't celebrate the fact, Oh, look at, look at journey and all the cool features it has more cash, more capability, more capacity, more capacity in the sense that, I can engage with a client faster and easier on the front end, more capability in the sense that I am a business development guy. I'm a marketing and sales guy. That's my, that's my area of specialty. I'm doing this comprehensive assessment through the journey strategic platform that gives me incredible insight into the organization. I would not have previously had, which means I can now refer that client or my other strategic partners to that client. Sometimes for the revenue split, sometimes not that's irrelevant. The point is I can bring more value to my client because I know more about the client and I don't have to kill myself to find out more about the client. I just have to spend two hours with them to go through the assessment. And the last thing is, is the cash piece, which of all three, it's the least, uh, not the least impactful. It's the least um, important, right? It's, it has very good impact on my business, but it's the least important in the sense that um, I'm, because I'm able to bring more value, I can be, I can justify higher higher investment for my services. So I think it's, again, being being agnostic to the journey strategic platform, the point is consultants can do very well by differentiating themselves with such, with that kind of system technology, whether it's manually uh, developed by themselves or whether they leverage your platform or someone else. So, yeah, although there's I mean, not, there's not another platform like ju- the journey strategic platform, to be fair, it doesn't I exist, agree. but I anyway, agree. go ahead. I, I was cutting you off. What I want to, I want to add a thought to that because I think it's so key. We, and I'll give you two examples, mm-hmm. had a consultant. And when she realized that she could cut her time in half wow. to get to a certain point, Right. Yeah. So where she was spending eight to 10 weeks getting to a point to where she could provide a diagnosis and a prescription to her client. Right. And she cut it down to 10 to 12 labor hours. Her first her first thought was this. I can lower my cost to get into the. And I said, time out. Don't lower your cost. You're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. You're bringing more value. 
Exactly. You're yeah. bringing it fat because what's what's her value? Is it the time? No. It's the it's result. Her yeah. Knowledge. Yes. I said to this individual, I said, look, you need to be charging more. Right. Because you're bringing more value, which is you're giving your time, your, your client's time back. Yep. So, uh, you know, since then, th this specific individual, she called me up and she said, two things have happened. I've quadrupled my margins and I have an 80% close ratio of long, uh, long-term engagements. That's amazing. Another individual, when I did show him this, he had the opposite reaction. He goes, <laughs> he goes, man, I can double my cost now because he saw the value. He was like, I, we can get to my brain, my IP faster. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's, that's the thing. I want you to send me a link to this video because I got of course, yeah. somebody up in New York and I'm going to look at him right now. I'm talking to you, Dan. Uh, uh, send this to Dan. I think it's a great way to use the platform. I need to have I need to have all my podcast guests do it, like uh, direct messages to people that they're. There you go, Dan. I'm coming for you. There you go. I think it's a great note, and and two one note I'm going to make, and then we'll we'll wrap up here. I want you to in just a second let everybody know if they want to reach out to you or find out more about. Uh, the Journey Strategic Platform and what you guys are doing at New Orchard, the best way for them to do that. But I, I want to just recap two critical things that I, I hope everybody took note of and, and wrote down. Number one, Rusty's COI system and process. Mm -hmm. So I was using COIs previously, have been using COIs and strategic partnerships for a very long time. Rusty and I started working together and talking when I came on board with Journey a while ago, and he shared this strategy with me, and I've been doing it, this LinkedIn, this formalized COI strategy, uh, okay. and it is amazing how effective it is. So if you missed that or glazed over it, go back and listen to that part of the podcast. Secondly, Rusty's been using this metaphor of a doctor, uh, equating a doctor with a consultant. As a consultant, you are the surgeon, the specialist, the doctor for your clients. Your job is the same as a doctor. It is to improve the condition of your client, just like a doctor's objective is to improve the condition of his or her patient. And so um, understand that's a fantastic metaphor, but I would encourage everybody to take it beyond the just in your own head. You can use and articulate that metaphor with your prospects and clients and describe right. yourself in that way. I think it's incredibly um, an effective thing to do. So I just wanted to reiterate those things so that people wouldn't, you know, glaze over them. Rusty, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the time. Uh, I know it's incredibly valuable. So thank you for, for being willing to be on. We've got to do this again, because uh, so many things we just scratched the surface of. So we've got to have a Rusty Good Sale Part 2 at some point in the future. If uh, folks are interested in learning more about the Journey Strategic Platform, what you guys are doing, what's the best way for them to uh, to find out more, to contact you guys, to see a, a preview of the platform potentially? Sure. You can uh, go to journeysystem.com. There's a way to connect with us there. You can email me directly at rustyg at neworchard.com, or you can also email Todd Mason, who's our uh, director of business development uh, at Todd M 
as in Todd Mason, uh, at neworchard.com. That's fantastic. So journeysystem.com uh, or your email address or Todd's. That's great. Uh, right. Rusty, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, your contribution today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Scott. All right. Be well, my friend. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete this short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.